this point I was already going through my divorce. I my trauma was being triggered because of the divorce. Mm-hmm. I was and it was a in... messy, 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 messy. Oh divorce. yeah, it was, it was fucked we up. We were both rules being ruthless. We were always in the middle. We were always in the middle. Mm-hmm. It was ugly. It was um, bad. Mm-hmm. And I was still in therapy. I was in a, but I was ignoring an entire part of myself um, that I was gay. No, and so I was also going so through that because mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm in a straight relationship. I don't want to be in this relationship. Mm-hmm. But the way that I would break up with people is I, it, it was if I only had a backup because mm-hmm. I was codependent, because I had mm-hmm. abandonment issues and I didn't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, damn, I can't leave this relationship because I don't have anybody to go to. Mm-hmm. Especially, and then in the middle of it, I was like, oh my God, am I gay? I kept having dreams of girls or mm-hmm. I kept like having crushes on girls in my class. And I was just so fucking confused. My friend at that time, I know it was just very manipulative how they slithered into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They made a comment about how like the universe brought them the wrong person because I was their best friend, but implying that mm-hmm. I was a perfect match, which mm-hmm. was exactly what, what she, she needed, needed to, to hear. Say. Yeah, what, what I you needed, needed to hear. To hear. Mm-hmm. Because remember coming back from that white table, I was super enlightened. Mm-hmm. and super the mm-hmm. universe tells me things mm-hmm. but now looking back i'm like god damn that was just super duper manipulative because i like i was not i did not give myself the space to think about if this is what i really wanted my friend knew that i was thinking about women she was a woman um mm-hmm. and she needed a place to she stay. needed was a place she to needed stay. somebody and to... i was just such an open heart mm-hmm. and I would be I was willing to give them mm-hmm. anything and everything mm-hmm. and um, so I remember having this moment of it's not that I wanted to be with them but I thought this was my only way out of where I was mm-hmm. in that other relationship mm-hmm. so it's really fucked up it was mm-hmm. really really messy messy too mm-hmm. <laughs> um, really messy super messy mm-hmm. from the way it started to the way it ended it was mm-hmm. fucking chaos so like i was saying i found myself in a narcissistic relationship mm-hmm. trauma bonded gaslighted mm-hmm. manipulated mm-hmm. i um from the moment they moved in is it was fucking hectic because mm-hmm. they were supposed to well we won't get into that um it was just i cuz i don't want to say a lot, you know, I don't, right. I think it's just me being vulnerable. <laughs> okay, so, though, let me go. Okay. I got this, I got this. Okay. okay, so, they moved in, they were my best friend. You they can go as woman. deep as you want, but you don't have to, you know, right. whatever you feel comfortable. And they gave me everything that I thought I needed because mm-hmm. they knew, and that's mm-hmm. the thing, I was extremely vulnerable with them, mm-hmm. they knew what I needed. It's like, you know... Um, one of the things that my kids learned in therapy and, um, we talked a lot about is like, not everyone that, um, is close to you has good intentions, right? Mm -hmm. And so not everybody that is surrounding you is your best friend. And so you don't need to tell everybody your deepest, darkest secrets, right? Mm -hmm. But this comes like, you learn this as you, as you grow, as you become more emotionally intelligent. And like, I think you at your age didn't have any emotional intelligence, right? So you just poured everything, Mm -hmm. give deepest, darkest secrets and, Unfortunately, Platonically. she used all of that against you. Intimately. Mm-hmm. And I also was learning, like, when you... Knowing somebody platonically doesn't mean you know them intimately. Right, right. And that shit rocked my world. So from the moment they moved into my space, it was supposed to be platonic. Mm-hmm. But they came in. We both 
when she came when they came and moved in it was with we both had this understanding of oh we like each other mm-hmm. and we're gonna start dating mm-hmm. and my mother didn't know this so they came they came in platonically but it was not right and so the sto- my background the story they told me was that oh she needed somewhere to stay because they were moving back from you know another state they had nowhere to go they had no one they can stay for a little bit okay my friend my friend okay okay yeah Perfect. and then um we started dating my mom found out mm-hmm. um i was lying i was manipulating my mom because mm-hmm. i wanted this person to stay longer um, with me, but because this person kept telling me that they didn't have other options. And then in that relationship as well, because we were already dating right off the bat, okay? We started dating right off the bat. I was being love bombed. I was also love bombing because mm-hmm. um, I was also codependent and I was also toxic, okay? And um, I remember my mom was like, Nayeli, wake the fuck up. You're being love bombed. And I was like, no, this is my soulmate. What are you talking about? And I was living with anxiety from the Mm -hmm. moment they moved. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was just like... Super duper with those shakes, hardcore shakes. Um, I, I, from the moment they moved in, I stopped being by myself. Yeah. I had no sense of agency anymore. Mm -hmm. It was, what do we want to do? What Mm -hmm. should we go do? Mm -hmm. Um... I then th- they started seeing how my rela- how my mom saw right through them. Mm-hmm. Okay, my mom saw right through them. Right through they them. acknowledged that, so they started uh, telling me that my mom was not on my side, and mm-hmm. I believed them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my grandpa died, and I think that was a big one for me mm-hmm. too because I was feeling so guilty, and I was feeling like I let somebody down because I wasn't in their life the way I should have Mm -hmm. been because they're family and so I didn't want to leave anybody else I didn't want to let anybody else down Mm -hmm. and because they were with me 24 7 Mm -hmm. I thought I felt obligated to to give to them Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm Um, completely dismissing you and my sisters, which doesn't make sense with the logic that I just said Mm -hmm. yes because trauma Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then um it was just really messy. The lines were blurred with me and them and my identity and their identity because to, I when I just when I decided to move out because you know you did not kick me out when mm-hmm. I decided to move out I decided to move out because I was sneaking them in. Right, and, and so we had a conversation. I told once I found out you know they were together. I was like, no, you you lied. You brought them in under this premises, so they need to leave. Mm-hmm. They left. But then I found out that um, I caught them, right? One day I was walking up the stairs and, oh, who comes out of the bathroom? Oh, yeah. Both of them. So I was like, both mm. of them. <laughs> mm. Like I said, I didn't do shit alone. Yeah. Not even go to the fucking bathroom. So at this point, I knew too, right? I knew what was happening because it just, just too many signs. Like I knew. Yeah. But I didn't. I was going through my divorce. I was going through. I was. I was doing hard. I was going hardcore to therapy. I was doing all my stuff in therapy. Taking care of my two um, younger sisters. Yeah, and and it was finances. And it was so much that I just couldn't deal with that too, right? Because I knew she was lying. I just totally knew, but I just couldn't deal with it at that point. So that went on, I think, for like. T- my God. Two, three months, months, four months, three, four months. Yeah. Um, and it just was, it got so bad to the point where, like, she didn't even go with us to Christmas, right? And she yeah. was just locked in that room, like, you know. And so, finally, 
with like a lot of help from my therapist, like for me, it was boundaries, right? Getting those boundaries, stop being a doormat. And so then finally, I just started standing up to her, mm-hmm. which for me was like the hardest thing in my whole entire mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's when she finally decided, okay, I'm moving out. So for me, for when she said, when she left, it was a huge relief because for me, but like, I mean, it was really, really sad, right? It was like upsetting and it was like one of the worst days of my life, but it was a relief because I, I, I didn't have to, I wasn't worried anymore, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't, because then on that, I, I also felt like you were p- pitting the girls against me. Oh yeah, I was. <laughs> I was. And, and so it was really hard to like enforce any rules and for it was it was it was a shit show for a couple of months a shit show it was really bad yeah it was so bad um but going back like yes i made the decision to leave mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i didn't do it because i wanted to mm-hmm. i did it because i couldn't with the new rules that you had put in place i couldn't continue the lie of sh- sh- they were staying with us mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so then i was like you know what fuck it because mm-hmm. i have to take care of her <laughs> Right, right. Because I'm codependent and I had but, attachment issues but and you I know had to what? take care of people. It was, it was better because I was, I was, um, como se llama internet? I was, uh, taking care I was taking care of, of four. Fucking, right. Yeah, four people that asked. So then when they left, my grocery bill went down half. <laughs> I see. No, not even. I was spending <laughs> all the money I was making. Yeah. I like stopped going to school. Yeah. yeah. I, because I couldn't leave this person alone. Right. Because they got in a car crash and they had to use my car. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, mm-hmm. I was being stripped of my identity identity of my agency she had no of my, agency my no willing identity. to choose mm-hmm. my my ability to choose and mm-hmm. to be my own person um i moved in with my dad mm-hmm. same shit nothing changed i kept sneaking mm-hmm. them into his home which i should talk to him about because i haven't talked to him <laughs> about that actually he knows um, too. oh he does okay mm-hmm. i was sneaking her into my into his home I think um, he knows. and then there was this and then i couldn't sneak them into his home when my sisters were gonna stay over because they had (coughs) joint custody so they'd stay with my mom Mm -hmm. a few weeks and then with my dad a few weeks and it wasn't no it was only they would go four days out of two week period okay so out of 10 days they would be four days with him okay regardless and then they so okay yeah the details and so she She would sleep in the car, in my car, Mm because she didn't have a car. She'd sleep in my car the days that my sisters were sleeping at my dad's house because Mm -hmm. we had to share a room. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember very vividly one of the days that we were just chilling in the car. When I was getting ready to go back to my dad's house, she looked at me and she was like, well, if we're together, we have to live together. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not fair that I'm living in a car and you get Mm -hmm. to sleep at your dad's house. Mm -hmm. So I was like, um... Mm -hmm. Well, damn. Okay. So then I moved out of my dad's house. Mm-hmm. After, uh, I moved out of my dad's house and we still have, mm-hmm. my dad and I had a fight too. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, this isn't a hotel. The mm-hmm. same shit of like, why are you here locked in your room or why are you not here mm-hmm. until late? Because I'm sneaking mm-hmm. somebody in, dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then I moved out and I lived in th- the truck with her mm-hmm. um, for like, I think two months, mm-hmm. um, the entire relationship too at that point was always like, what are you doing? Who are you with? I'm at work. Mm-hmm. I'm at school. Mm-hmm. I'm at my dad's house. Who are you with? I saw mm-hmm. you here. I'm like, let me go through your phone. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving. Don't leave. Don't leave. Like, it was just mm-hmm. like that chaos, Super, that yeah. drama, everything. It was everything I saw you go through with my dad, mm-hmm. which was, I just would always tell myself that like don't yeah. you see the mirror and i'd be like uh 
no. <laughs> and who was asking me, don't you see the mirror? My ancestors. Who was telling me, don't move out? My ancestors. And who was mm-hmm. I ignoring when I moved out? Mm-hmm. My ancestors. The I think the lowest point for me was being in the, in the truck. At the I lived mm-hmm. in the truck with her. It was in the middle of winter. Um, we were parking at the airport because I got a job at the or- mm-hmm. airport. I actually got her a job too at the airport mm-hmm. because she, w- she wasn't working for the mm-hmm. longest time. Um, mm-hmm. I was taking care of both of us for the moment that she had moved Mm -hmm. in so it's Mm -hmm. already been like what six seven months eight months nine months i don't fucking know it was a lot at this point like yeah like seven months seven months and um (laughs) i went for an interview i asked if they were offering any other jobs i told them i had somebody there she got a job we moved into the parking lot at the airport and i just remember Mm -hmm. being so depressed feeling like I can't do shit. Mm. I I hated my life. I hated Mm -hmm. where I was Mm -hmm. and just feeling so in agony all the time, Mm -hmm. but feeling like, you know what? Well, this is just my life Mm -hmm. kind of surrendering to it always. And, um, my ancestors always telling me like, get out, get out, get out. And I would just push those Mm -hmm. thoughts away because I can't Mm -hmm. because I have to take care of somebody Mm -hmm. because I am, I'm I'm not my own person. Mm Then I, we moved into, and I remember I had to talk to their parents to act, to let us um, move into their space, into mm-hmm. their land, and we lived in an RV, and I was still so fucking depressed. I ended up working at King Supers. It was horrifying. Um, I stopped going to King Supers, mm-hmm. and I just, for a month, maybe, I, it was like a month, I didn't work, and mm-hmm. she was working, which is the first time that that had ever happened in our relationship. And um, it was thrown in my face. <laughs> it was thrown mm-hmm. in my face, which is like, damn, fucked up. Um, everything was thrown in my face. Everything was thrown in my face. Super duper toxic. I was so depressed. I was alone. I slept all day. Um, I couldn't do anything by myself. I couldn't make decisions by myself. I couldn't make any like I. And I think one of the ways too that you would ignore your ancestors was what. Because you were always... Smoking. I was always fucking high. high Mm -hmm. All the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember just feeling like I'm so tired. We would fight every day. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the same shit every day. I remember what did it for me was acknowledging... My sisters came over and stayed with us at the RV. (laughs) And they talk about how it was like the worst experience of their lives. So she left in January, and this was around April that they went, right? Okay, I don't know. So we or had May. just moved in. No, we had April? just moved okay. in, but it was so cold. It was just a horrible experience, okay? It was like end of April because during this whole time, so we didn't talk. She left in January. We didn't talk until February. We went to lunch. Yeah, we didn't talk. And I just had to, you know, I had to see her. I just to make sure she was okay. And then also just because there was just... I was living in the car when I saw you. I know, which is great. I didn't know. So I just found this out a couple of weeks ago, and I was, like, shook for weeks. But I think that one of the things my sister... They went to visit my sister during this time, too, and my sister was the one who told me, I think they're living in their car. I was like, no. Mm-hmm. She's with her dad. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was like, damn. But um, I think that one of the things, too, I wanted to see you was because everybody was just talking so much crap Shit. because you had talked to one of my other sisters Ugh, then you talked to my mom and it was just like all this drama, massive you gossip drama gossip and it was just so it was like very hurtful oh things. wait hold on i went on a rampage i was like yeah. trying to make everyone see my mom the way yeah. i was being told my mom was yeah oh that's what it was so for me that was so hard that was oh that i was think really that one's gonna make
make me cry. Uh, so that was so hard. Oh, I love you so much. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So I think that was like really, really hard. Just, just like all the shit you talked, man. Yeah, like, it was horrifying. Uh, cry, let it that out. That still hurts. Let it out. It's okay. It's okay. It doesn't hurt a lot, but. Oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> How can I best support you? Oh no, you just hear, don't touch me. Just okay. hear me. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but I think it doesn't hurt, right? It's just still a little Are you tender. Sure it doesn't it's just hurt? that part, just all the shit you freaking talked. And it wasn't just and it was to everybody. So it was it was really, really hard that at that point I think my ex even reached out to me. He's like, Hey, his was Oh yeah. Oops. He's like, Are you okay? I was like, Yeah, I'm okay. You okay? I'm not okay. You know, so it was just that because it was just so much, right? It was, it was, and I, and he was just really, really worried because we had never, ever had that break, right, in mm-hmm. our relationship. And he was just really worried that we weren't, one, we weren't talking and then all the shit, I, I found out later, all the shit she was saying that I was just like, damn, yeah, damn. So yeah. <laughs> we talked a little bit. Wait, well, I do want to say like. The reason behind mm-hmm. that, first of all, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I, so, I understand. So it was sorry. the trauma. It was the pain. It was... Uh, but, and two, <sighs> it was just like, I wanted to feel validated. Mm-hmm. I wanted mm-hmm. people to be like, yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. Because I knew I was not... Right, right. And it's right. okay. Like, I just took it. I took it like a champ. You really At did, this though. point, I had already done all my shadow work. I had done... You know, I was good. I, I knew where she was coming from. It hurt. I think that was, like, the worst, like, it was the worst pain ever, right? It hurt. But I knew that. And then my ancestors, too. They were like, you know what? You got a letter. You got a letter, dude. You got to you gotta leave her alone. You and she can't did. reach out to her. You can't help her mm-hmm. because you, she needs to suffer through this alone. Mm-hmm. And, so, and yeah. I did, and when you let me, when you left me alone, that's when I was like, "Oh yeah. my god, I, I like, want fine. to go home." Yeah, I want to go. Home. And so finally in May, I couldn't help it. I went to go see her. Yeah, <laughs> go see her. Yeah. Well, we were pretty good during the summer. Yeah. So then we didn't talk. Oh we saw each other shit! In February. I remember what happened when we went over your house and the gaslighting in the middle. Oh, we won't so talk about that. No, 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 no. she came over. Let's see. We talked a little bit in February. Then we didn't talk again until May. And then in May we saw each other regularly, maybe once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. In June we saw each other yeah. too. And then we in, in, in August we had a big blow up. A me and huge the, blow up. Me, me and the lady partner. Yeah. And the partner, and it was just because I just couldn't deal with it anymore. I just Rock couldn't. Fight. Yeah. But it ended up with. My abuelito didn't let me say shit. Mm-hmm. And so I just stayed crying. And I just watched... I just mm, stayed crying. The person treat you the way they treated me, but mm-hmm. also see... Mm-hmm. It was an eye-opener for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that month, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, going back. I want to go back all the way to after that white table. I mm-hmm. got a reading. Oh, they yeah. Mo- wait, so they moved in, and then mm-hmm. I got a reading mm-hmm. around... August of 2019 mm-hmm. or 20, I don't fucking know. And um, they were like, I asked, should I stay with this person? And the ancestors said yes. But the only reason, you know, I, and but I held on to that. I was like, it's see mom, see mom? It's she, they said yes, you mom, know, mom, mom. They said yes. You know mom, how, mom. They yeah, said yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how Nayeli always goes on and on about you have to ask the right question? She didn't ask the right question. <laughs> no. Right? The key, because then she had a, re- a reading before that or after that? With our, with my padrino. 
Oh, and that was, yeah, that was after. So then we asked some questions and he just flat out, well, boom, she's going to do this, this to you, she's going to do this to you, she's going to do this to you, she's going to do this to you. Boom, boom, boom. And, and then they looked at me in my face and they said, you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Stop asking questions yeah. to answers you already yeah. know and wake the fuck up. Yeah. And I was like. <gasps> so at that point. I'm like, going to throw up. At that point, like, she closed the door to all of us. Oh, yeah. Uh Because the thing is, I wasn't, like, I knew. That reading Mm -hmm. was so on point. I Mm -hmm. knew. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. And I remember going and showing my partner and be like, look, look Mm -hmm. what they said. Because Mm -hmm. I wanted them to keep telling me the lies that I, that weren't working for (sighs) me in that moment. Because my truths were out in the open. I was Mm -hmm. like, I need you to lie to me. I need you to lie to me. Obviously, it wasn't like that. Obviously, it was just like... Oh my god, look what my mom's telling me. Yeah. Oh. Okay, and then they so they they came over, my sisters came over like around April, April mm-hmm. and they hated it and I just watched my that partner or my ex treat them like shit, like not spend time with us, mm-hmm. leave um, not talk to them, not engage with them, fight with me, mm-hmm. like, j- just being, like, the worst behavior mm-hmm. ever, acting mm-hmm. like a child, mm-hmm. which pissed me off because I was like, I give you everything mm-hmm. I have and I am. Mm-hmm. I'm with your family 24-7. Mm-hmm. I never see my family. Mm-hmm. That's when things started becoming more real. Mm-hmm. Like, when they started, when they started going for the girls, mm-hmm. I was like, Game on, bitch. Game on. Because, too, so then that happened, and I remember I was like, that is not... What the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, like I said, I'm mm-hmm. with your family all the time. Mm-hmm. I am engaging with them. I'm talking with mm-hmm. them. I never see my family. The one mm-hmm. time they're here, you do this shit. Right, right, right. But, mind you, I didn't say this. Oh, no, this of course not. This was only inner dialogue. And that's so funny, because I, I think that's how, in the sense of changing the subject just a little, I'm kind of like that. You guys can, people can tell me anything and do anything to me, whatever, I don't care. But then once you come from my children, yeah, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. like somebody kind of came for Nayeli and, and like this person I know and I, it just really annoys me because. Who? What? When? They didn't come for you Where? directly, they're just being rude. How? Uh, you know who. And so, okay. and, and so I just got so, I'm just so annoyed because I just like, don't tell him anything, you're going to make it worse. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like, yeah, don't tell him anything. But uh, I can, I can so do it. I can. You don't have to. Something. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway. Okay. And then there was another moment, too, where, okay, when we went over again in August, mm-hmm. and they, I watched them treat you the way they treat me, yeah. but it was also, oh, my God, this is the way my dad treats my mom. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I saw it in So action. for me, you guys, it was, it sucked asked because it, not only was it Nayeli's partner right it but it was like it reminded me so much of my ex and just and everything I had so it was really good it was really nice too to see like okay I'm out of that I don't have to deal with that shit anymore but it was really it was even worse because you know Nayeli's in that situation which I we already knew like me and the girls knew but to see it in but to action, see it. Oh. that's the one. That's oh, the part. To man. see it in action. And then to not be able to do anything uh-huh. because, like, my abuelito was like, no, you're not saying. They literally shut me up. Yeah. Like, all I did and was me, cry. I, and all I did was... Uh, and all I did was cry. And I don't do... I cry, but I cry and yell and you scream. You cry and, when you're mad. Right. Too, so, you know? so, like, I, I saw you and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Whatever. We left. Mm-hmm. The, tr- the abuse still went on. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I called my sisters after that. And I was trying to talk to them. And it was like a FaceTime. And when, it, when I hung up, they started talking about the girls the way they were talking about you mm-hmm. a year ago. And I was like, 
Fuck oh, no. hell no. And at hell this point, no. she had you had missed Aurora's birthday. Yeah, I was isolated. And, yeah, and I Aurora called this, her out. Yeah. And so there was just so many. And the good thing is this... During these months, it gave um, the my daughters, the little ones, and I a chance to heal, to rebuild mm-hmm. a relationship, mm-hmm. which is a relationship, I guess, that we never really had, right? Because mm-hmm. I was very emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. So we built a new relationship, and we got more. We got together, and we were able to, which I, I was so happy about. We, we all, like, um, were able to... Like, we had your back, even though you weren't there, but we were, like, strong for you, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Always rooting for me. Yes. And... Uh, such a fucking blessing mm-hmm. to be able to come back home and be received with open yeah. arms oh. after all the bullshit I put you guys through. It was oh. beautiful. So then in September, finally. Yeah. So then, in se- because that was really it for me after mm-hmm. that, I was like, okay, well, it has to be more real. Like, we mm-hmm. have to get... Oh, I was also... I had stopped smoking. I wanted to grow more. I think one of the things that you told me that always stick with me is like, mom. I just, all I needed was two weeks of being sober mm-hmm. to realize, shit, get me out of here. Yeah. 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 Two yeah. weeks. And okay, so then I stopped smoking too because I remember we were smoking and we were talking and they were like, ha ha ha, the most consistent thing I've ever done was smoke. And I was like, oh my God, this last past year, me too. What the fuck? That scared me. Mm-hmm. That I was like, I don't want that to be mm-hmm. my greatest accomplishment. Right, right. Like, what the fuck? So then I stopped smoking, and mm-hmm. it literally was like two weeks of me not mm-hmm. smoking. Um, shit hit the fan. I was <laughs> using the tools that I had acquired from mm-hmm. therapy, the, the little, little tools, mm-hmm. and I was just being manipulated, and uh-huh. I saw it so clearly. Mm-hmm. I had a panic attack. I mm-hmm. wasn't supported. They left me, and I mm-hmm. said, you know what? This is my chance mm-hmm. because again, I was never alone. Mm-hmm. That when yeah. the moment they left me alone, yeah. I called my mom. Mm-hmm. Mom, mm-hmm. come pick me up. Mm-hmm. She said, "Okay, bet." And mm-hmm. so the thing is that I didn't have. They took all. They took my phone, my car, my keys, my card, my social. Mm-hmm. They took everything. It's so interesting. All the important documents they took. Right. And I had to call my mom from my computer in the middle of nowhere, and I didn't have <laughs> Wi-Fi, so I had to like put my computer high up so it could get wi-fi and i kept calling and calling and finally like because it wasn't working and then god heard my god was like oh my god the answers were like oh my god like this is it this is it the wi-fi serious she's being serious get send a signal send a signal Mm -hmm. and it it worked and you Mm -hmm. answered and i packed Mm -hmm. up all my shit Mm -hmm. and i my mom picked me up. I had two boxes of important mm-hmm. documents. I had a duffel bag full of mm-hmm. clothes and my two cats. And we drove off. We talked about how, mm-hmm. we, you know, that happened. I got home. We got home. Ugh. And it was so... And after that, Wait, everything on. in divine timing. Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. So hold on. I want to go back to being received with open arms. It was an environment of love. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was so different Mm -hmm. because I had been in an environment filled with fear and lust that and manipulation and all that bullshit Mm -hmm. and abuse that I forgot what it was like to be in an environment filled with love oh yeah it took I think you slept what three weeks straight (laughs) yeah I was weak yeah but mind body soul oh like my god i think drained when we all saw her we were just like oh my god we would tiptoe around her and we'd always mm-hmm. the girls were like which i noticed which, which was like what the fuck am i really that bad we would just look at her and like oh my god and like it was 
You were not, you weren't even your shadow self, but you weren't even a shadow. You weren't, and so then the girls would always be just checking in to make sure she was there, to make sure she mm-hmm. was. They would they'd be like, oh my gosh, she's crying in the bathroom. And, you know, it was, oh. Yeah, because even like I left, but I was still engaging with them. And I was, it was, mm-hmm. it took at least another six months to like really. Yeah. leave them and cut mm-hmm. them out of my life mm-hmm. but because as my therapist told me she goes well you were in a narcissistic relationship mm-hmm. you were codependent it's almost as if you have an addiction right so getting off of that is really difficult which mm-hmm. was really validating mm-hmm. because i was like well fuck i keep fucking up and i keep mm-hmm. going back but then when my therapist was like well that's because that's what you did your whole relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, don't mm-hmm. be so fucking hard on yourself. Right. Ugh. And I just, you know, what, the more I spent time in a, in a healthy space mm-hmm. and the more that I connected with myself and the more that I knew what love was um, and the more that I found myself, mm-hmm. the more that I mm-hmm. got my agency back, mm-hmm. my strength back, I cut them off and I just mm-hmm. realized I don't want to, because it, again, it was the everyday fighting that didn't mm-hmm. change. It was everyday fighting. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, you know what? I am not going to do this. Like, and from that moment on, everything's been bliss. Everything has been bliss. Because, you know, like for me, I think um, once, sorry, Nayeli, but once Nayeli left, all the chaos was gone, right? Because it was true. It was my ex. And then it was her, mm-hmm. and and for me, what really really helped with my divorce is when we start mm-hmm. when we filed when I filed for divorce, he was there, so I had, I had a good five months of quiet. Mm-hmm. Like he cut me off, mm-hmm. he cut me off, and for me that was such a blessing. Mm-hmm. It really because is. I was you know obviously he's a narcissist as well, so I was mm-hmm. able to. Find just yourself. yeah find myself that's when i just got hardcore into my therapy into spirituality into everything so that really allowed myself it allowed me to find myself one and then so then when nayeli left she was the last bit of chaos her and her mm-hmm. partner mm-hmm. so when she left i just had quiet and stillness and i think you know we me and the girls were able to rebuild and and have this beautiful little home for that when nayeli came back and, and but then she came back with some chaos so it took a, it took us a while mm-hmm. it, really it took did. us a while but a I lot think, of therapy. Uh, and then I was like, hey, call them Because it's her therapist is also my therapy. What do I do? Yeah, same therapist. So so it was just really, you know, she would just check in on me. It's okay. It's okay. And and, and then I work with a bunch of th- therapists too. So they were all, it takes a year, it takes a year, it takes a year. So I was already emotionally prepared. And I knew, right? I knew that they were still talking. I knew, I knew it was going to take a while. But it was just also really hard to see. But... But we got there. We got through it. <laughs> we got there, and especially the more that I fell into my spirituality, and it was very like inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, the more mm-hmm. I dove into myself, the more that I did my shadow work through therapy, the more that mm-hmm. I found my agency. I was also opening myself up to, like, without me trying to, mm-hmm. was opening mm-hmm. up that oh, yeah. door because I was doing mm-hmm. what I had to do. Mm-hmm. And the ancestors came in, and when oh, yeah. they would come in, I was like, well, I can't lie to myself anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can't. Like, what the fuck am yeah. I doing with this shit? Yeah. And that's my big bang. And so then going back to when I had that reading, and they said, yeah, you, sh- you should stay with her, it was because it brought me here. Mm-hmm. It was, 
So we always talk about this, how she lived what I lived in 20 years. She Ugh. lived it in one in year. In one year? What the fuck, yeah, man? No. How yeah. did you do it for 20 years, dude? Why do you think I was so emotionally unavailable? God, yeah. But you did your shit quick, though. You went. You did your your recovery. <clears throat> well, I, I think what helped was that, that I was that I was totally emotional. Oh. I was cut off. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. nothing. Like, he yeah. just left me hanging right and that's so insane because remember how i told you the moment that i was left alone was when it happened the moment yeah, you were the left moment. alone so when yeah when it happened. so when he finally left me alone and i was like oh my god and, and i struggled it was so hard you know what it was what for i i guess like for me it was just one split second but mm-hmm. It's that when we are constant, in that moment of nothingness, we mm-hmm. found that we don't have to be, mm-hmm. we weren't anxious or anything, mm-hmm. and we found we didn't have to live in that constant right. state of anxiety. Right, and that fear and that, and that craziness. Yeah, and the, the chaos. chaos, and dude. The chaos. The chaos. So I think, I, and you know what, because he had already been gone, so it wasn't just that moment, right, for me. It was because he had already been gone, and he was... As the months passed on, it was calling less and we would talk less. And he just wasn't, he was, after a couple months, he was gone emotionally, right? So I think that was a build up to Mm -hmm. it. And then just like when he totally, when we stopped talking, I think that just finalized it, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, yeah. So you can say it was short, but it actually started the moment he left. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's been 18, 22, five, it's going to be five years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all, so it's all of it. So it's like. And one of the things it's like my grandpa was like would tell me, okay, if it's not gonna happen now, it's gonna eventually happen, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I think that I'm just glad it happened at that point and not having to keep repeating cycles over and over, yeah, <clears throat> and over again. Me too. You know? Me too. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it got really bad with this person, but I feel like I was just repeating the same cycles. You know, yeah. like it had never just gotten that bad. And one of the things, too, that we learned is, like, I think that because we went through all this stuff, that's why we are able to understand people and to yeah. help people and to guide people through these journeys. Because, yeah. like, I think we've had a lot of your readers, right, your, your followers go through this stuff. Follow and it's like, same, yeah. we know. So when we, we say know. we know, it's, it's because we, we know. know, dude. We've been We're there. not talking out of our there. asses. Right. We've been, yeah, exactly. I, I just remember at one point, I was like, I was alone with three kids and, and like, just by myself, right? And I think... So I've been there, you know. Yeah. Been there. Just wondering, like, oh, my God, how the hell am I going to do this? Yeah. How the hell am I going to do this? How am I supposed to get up, go to work, and take care of these children? Like, mm-hmm. how? Yeah. You know? So we've been there. Been there, done. Yeah. God damn. I can't believe you did it with three kids. I went on the whole rant last time. On the last time. Because, like, God damn. Um, but I do want to bring in this visual because I feel like a lot of people will understand. Um, when I was away from them physically because I was like we can't see each other we can't see each other because I knew like I knew um we were talking more but just (sighs) when you're away from us no when I was away from her um so when I was already home Mm -hmm. I just had this moment of every time I tried to detach myself I have this moment of I feel like Peter Parker spider-man two or three I don't know spider-man three I think two where venom is in and he's in the bell tower and the venom is trying peter parker is trying to detach himself from venom <laughs> yes that's what it felt like oh for my me. god that is such a good yes know, right yes that's what it was like that to is detach such a from good a example. yeah that exactly mm-hmm. because like i remember so then he came back in august and, and was, was still yeah, yeah. and I was just like wait, peak just, divorce time yeah right? 
Yeah, yeah, right in the battle. So our divorce finalized in November. So I was like, he came back and, and it was just weird. Just the, but at this point, you know, I had already, it was so much healthier. So, you know, and just watching all this stuff and I'm like, God damn, say that. Mm-hmm. God damn. God damn. But just watching that, I was like, damn. So just trying, just watching him trying to slither back, right? Yeah. And I was like, You're like, bitch, Nobody knows. Right, right. I did not go through this shit for just nothing. Just to come back. Yeah. 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 Well, God damn, dude. Yes. What a journey. What a journey. But I do, I am grateful for these experiences mm-hmm. after the fact, right? Not not at the moment. Not yeah, the not in the moment. Because I think that, you know, that's what, it, they made me who I am now. Yes. And I would not be as resilient as right. I am now. And, <clears throat> and I just think, com- oh yeah, compassionate. Oh, humbling, man. They humbled me. Oh yeah. Me too. Me too. Remember, you guys, I would sit there and ridicule my mother. Right. And then oh. they said, oh, for real? Bet. God. But so for me, yeah, going through all that shit with, with my ex, all that was very humbling. But I think the most humbling was this one, right? Mm. Just the shit you put me through, which I understand. Don't worry. Don't <laughs> okay. worry. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm, 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 I'm not going to go back to the situation because I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for all of you guys. Shut, Shut up. up. <laughs> Shut up. Like... <laughs> I'm not just kidding. I shut up. Then shut up. No, yes, I was but you. all of us like we we all went through it. The little ones went through it like hardcore. So like I think the little ones went through it twice. <clears throat> that's what traumatized me. Yeah, their dad and then you. Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole. That's why for me it was yeah. like still in such a big part because I yeah. tried. Like I said in fifth grade, I tried to protect them mm. of everything I went through, right. just so I <laughs> could be the one that put them through that. God uh, damn! Yeah, what the fuck? Like, I am so sorry, Sophie. And then I think just for them, just, I love you so much. All the stuff that they would hear and all the stuff they were in the middle of. Yeah, and, and all the uh, lies. And, well, dude, I dead ass put them through the exact same shit I went through. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. They went to therapy, <laughs> and and if they need therapy again, we will take you to therapy again. Um, there was something I wanted to say, but I forgot. Oh yeah, guys! If you have questions, you can let us know. But I think. Yeah, if this you is remember. This is the big bang. That was a really good. You went deep. Part two, I did. Um, not gonna lie, I'm a little nervous. You are because I've never like talked about it so publicly, and so there's obviously a little bit of trauma still in there. So um, I hope that. <laughs> me too, just a little. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for being with us as mm-hmm. we were excruciatingly vulnerable, yeah. which is what we're here to do and, right. and be so i'm gonna keep everything in <laughs> like on the on the podcast don't go delete. yeah i'm not gonna go delete anything you know what though but i think that we're able what's mm-hmm. so good and it speaks so much to our growth that we're able to talk about it yeah like we're all we talk oh and, yeah and we explain and just you know that little part made me emotional but, but we, we, you talked about it you yeah we're excruciating yeah. Like, oh, and i tell you not to touch me because you know when, when people are feeling their emotion when you touch them you stop it oh or sorry. you like i didn't have to know that it's okay I thought that's just like your thing. <clears throat> like, you rather not. You I know. know I mean? You know, like people touching me. Okay. <laughs> Anyways! But, but you're not people, so it's okay. Oh my god, now we're going in circles. Um, yes, so thank you for being here. This was my Big Bang Part 2 yeah. The Cosmic Ocean. Follow Nayelia <laughs> on TikTok. We'll put the links at the bottom. Um, she goes live Monday through Sunday. Yeah. At 7 Mountain Standard Time. Yeah. You can book her um, readings on LinkedIn. 
And stay on the lookout for some products that we'll be putting yes, out there. Yes, yes. So what are we going to be putting out there? So um, we are working on prepared. I, I like to call them prepared candles, fixed candles. So these are candles that are made with intentions with, you know, we make them with our magic. Um, I think our first, we're working on some protection candles, some spiritual, like, opening candles. Um, some baths. Some baths, some. which also, like, clearing protection. But more for baths, I really like the clearing, the cleaning. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also make, I personally make these, the lotion. I love my lotions. So it's a body butter. Yes, they're... Bomb, it's a body dude. butter. Bomb. <clears throat> Love them. So I think I'm going to start sharing those with the world. With I you think. All. Okay, well, I am. There we go. I am. And I then am. Um, the girls and I are working on. We just, we love herbs and we love creating. So just be on the lookout. Yeah, yeah. All right, you guys. <sighs> Thank you for allowing us this space in our vulnerability, which I, we, we don't like being vulnerable. <laughs> Capricorn moon, and she's a Capricorn um, south node. I don't know. I just and don't like it. I don't like it, but then I think of that. You know what? Uh, there's a reason. I, I feel like there's a reason all this shit, all this stuff happened to us because. Oh, perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Go. It's. We need to share. We need to share our experiences. We need to normalize, you know, going through this and coming back. We need to know that just because these experiences happen to us doesn't make us those experiences, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are you going to say? I was going to say that um, there was a moment in my life and going back, picking up exactly where we kind of left off last time that, well, I picked the wrong path. I did the wrong mm. thing. No. And mm. we told you our story right. to show you that in that moment, I may have been thinking she hit the fan and I fucked up, but looking back and growing and healing, mm -hmm. I now recognize that everything that I had to mm -hmm. go through, everything that you yeah. endured, yeah. it happened exactly how it needed to happen right. and exactly when mm -hmm. it needed to happen. Mm -hmm. And embracing that or acknowledging that is has mm -hmm. been just... It's beautiful. It's it a is. beautiful embracing of our shadow selves. It is. It is. Yeah. And I think it's it's like going for me going through all that work after right after the fact just addressing everything and acknowledging everything and and for me it was so much because I would just blame my ex but it's just so much of me, me in too. it that I had to work on it yeah. and then my mom right yeah. that's when I realized yeah. I just had so much to, so much abandonment issues and mm -hmm. mommy issues and just working mm -hmm. through all of that just really, really helped mm -hmm. my relationship with my children um, and also with my parents. Mm -hmm. That's not great, you know, mm -hmm. but so much better. Yeah. So much better. All right. Cool. Ash. Ash. Thank you guys again. And we will see you next week for the see next installment. Ashay. Ashay. <laughs>